Hello, and welcome to the Formula Scout podcast. This week, we have the new British Formula 4 champion on the show. Luke Browning and Fortec Motorsport ended Carlin's reign as the top dog in the championship, which was decided in bizarre circumstances at Brands Hatch, as half points were awarded in a race ended early due to inclement weather. Browning won seven races through the season, including the triple at Alton Park, to take the championship by just four points. Myself, Craig Willard and Bethany Waring sat down with Luke a few days after his total success to discuss the win, what's next, as well as the world of sim racing. A huge thanks goes to British F4's Damien Meaden for setting up the interview with Luke. Enjoy. Luke Browning, welcome to the Former Scout Podcast. How are you, first of all? Has it sunk in yet? I'm great. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's finally starting to sink in a little bit. I'm uh, at home. I've, been, I've had a smile on my face for the last couple of days and... Uh, yeah, it's been sort of a really nice feeling at home. Um, so yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. Thank you. Um, but how has the, the reaction been o- over the past few days? Obviously, you're doing a lot of media stuff at the moment with, with people such as, such as us. Um, ha- have you been able to, sort of to, to sit down and reflect over, over the past few, few months, if you will, because obviously things have been in a truncated season, if it, uh, compared to to a, a standard calendar year, yeah, I mean, um, I'm only just getting time to sort of take it all in and um, understand all the benefits. You know, it's awesome to be able to speak to you guys and uh, all the other media teams that you know are approaching us, and it's um, it's sort of a really nice feeling to be wanted in that way. And uh, yeah, it's um, you know, all the F4 media team's done a brilliant job hooking us up with everyone, and uh, yeah, so a big shout out to them guys. But uh, yeah, it really has been awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hand over to, to Bethany now, our resident Brit- British Formula 4 expert, who hopefully has got plenty of uh, questions lined up for you. What was the thoughts going through your head that, that when the red flag came out? I, I thought I'd lost it um, initially. I, I thought, yeah, I, I was absolutely gutted. I mean, my heart was in my mouth. Oh, it felt like it was in my stomach. You know, it's just that really, really low feeling. You know, I'm sure one of us have all felt it one point you know just complete and utter despair um i mean you know just all i think a lot of racing families know that have been in it and for the guys at home you know we put absolutely everything into this in terms of um you know money and just you know it's it's so stressful for a racing family really just just to get to this point and um yeah when it sort of all went out the window it was it was just absolutely gutting um but you know little did we know that that was the point that we'd won it but um yeah, I think, you know, regardless, it would have been what I was really upset about initially was that I didn't have a chance to catch back up because I think, you know, slicks on the rain, that, that really sounds like my sort of forte. But um, yeah, I think it didn't matter either way in the end. I think obviously we all wanted the full 20 minutes, but I think missing out on Luke Browning 10 minutes in the wet weather, I think we've all missed out for that because we've always <laughs> liked the wet. For sure. Yeah, that's. Um, the conditions have usually suited me in that way. And um, yeah, like I said in the interview on the day, I said, you know, the rain saved me again. I was sort of sat there hailing it in the end. I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it really was a matter of, it was something, you know, like out the Bible. It's just absolute torrential downpour for five minutes and then blue skies. It was just, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, it's like monsoon sort of weather and then just the seas parted and it started to dry up again. But um, yeah, it, it really was crazy. That's pretty standard for Brands Hatch in November, to be honest. <laughs> I've been there in the past, and the weather wasn't particularly good uh, then either. So, 
Yeah, I could have done with you there, to be fair, for the weatherman. No, never needed to go out. <laughs> I was at Brands a um, couple months ago, actually, and I think it was just one lap of really heavy rain. About five cars went off. They brought out the safety car, which they screwed up. And then it was, before the safety car had even gone in, it was dry again. It's So I suppose Brands actually is a perfect place to end the season, not just because of that, but I suppose the weather helps. Yeah, Brands Hatch is awesome. I've always loved Brands. It's um, a place I've got my first win. It's uh, I've always been successful there in terms of I just always had the luck on my side there. I've you know I never really DNF'd. I've um, just always been always had good results there. And yeah, I, I was actually really looking forward to it. And uh, you know, despite the odds going into it of not having the um, perfect last couple of results going in and the momentum, um, we managed to turn it around and. Um, yeah, one of the most technical tracks, double pole it and I think take the race one win, which really, really helped us secure it. The season as a whole for you, what's how has it been from the inside? From the outside, it's been great. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously stressful. Um, it's a very, very important year for me. Um, you know, this was the last year that I could really do British F4 before moving up. So, you know, it was sort of my natural time to win it. And if if we hadn't, it would have been you know, quite detrimental for my career, I think. Um, it would have put a, sort of a halt on the brakes at that point. So, um, yeah, to, to come away and get it absolutely meant everything to me. And, um, yeah, I'm so thankful to everyone that was around me. I probably mentioned it in a few podcasts, but Media Day, I think you'd been with Fortex for about two days by the time Media came, Day came around. So it's been a... a Obviously, it's been a truncated year for everyone, but for you, it kind of started later anyway. Yeah, I didn't even know I'd be racing in British F4 um, the day before the media day. It, literally, it got announced the day before the media day. Um, obviously, I, I knew maybe a week or so before, but it was it was pretty it was pretty tight and last minute, you know. So we hopped in. I was over six months out of the car. And uh, yeah, my first day back, we went P1 by half second, which is quite awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's very rare, and but yeah, it just kind of showed what an awesome team I have behind me, um, with Ollie and you know my awesome mechanic and my engineer as well. Did the lockdown help you? Do you think something I've I've thought about this far too much, but if because you were so late in, it kind of did give you that breathing room with the team that you wouldn't have it otherwise. Yeah, it helped me out a little bit for sure. Um, the only thing it didn't help me out with was that um, they were, you know, some of the other competitors were able to get a few more test days in, um, and you know, obviously we weren't, we weren't able to do that, so that that sort of worried me a little bit. But other than that, it was, um, yeah, it for sure helps getting getting to know the team, and um, I think funding wise as well, it spread out, uh, it spread out the rounds, and it, it gave me a little bit more time to be able to get some more funding in to be able to finish the season because you know I think at the start of the season it was noted that we were only going to do or we only, we were only confirmed for the first three rounds and um yeah so we ended up finishing it in the end and I think the COVID actually helps us with that. That's crazy you now win the, win the championship and with um, the first driver to have won the championship the team that's not Carlin when Carlin had been competed I've said that a lot. Have you heard that a lot? Have you been thinking about what that means? 
Yeah, for sure, it's a big achievement. You know, the team's been trying really hard, and um, you know, Carlin were in full force there. You know, four drivers paying big budgets, all done forty test days. It was, um, you know, it was no easy task beating them. But um, you know, I think their run's been fabulous so far, and um, you know, at, at some point it's got to come, it's got to come down. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy that us and Fortech are, are sort of taking on the reins on that, and um, we're ready to go and smash it. What's next then? Formula 4 ticked off what, what are your plans for next year probably want to celebrate but I'm ready for 2021 <laughs> I mean fortunately I'll, I'll, I'll be testing a British F3 car next week um, yeah, which is an awesome opportunity you know driving an F3 car just um, straight away is going to be it's going to be pretty mental and a big step up but you know I'm ready for the challenge on that um, but where it goes I'm not sure um, it'll be obviously down to funding as usual but um, whatever I do, I'll, I'll make it exciting. Obviously, you've been with Fortec now for better part of a year. Been, before that, you were with Richardson for three years, and they're coming back to British Formula Four yet. Have you kind of spoken to those guys about them coming back? Spoken to uh, Georgie? Uh, no, not really. I don't know George very at all, really. Um, you know, I, I say hello to Richardson's in the paddock and everything, but um, I've got no involvement in the team anymore. Um, at all really but um, yeah I wish them the best of luck it'll be um, I'm sure they'll have a very successful future they've got the right people there it'll just take them a little bit of time to develop the setup and um, get to the top all the pressures I had I think Craig's going to try and make it sound more like a conversation I'm not well, hopefully hopefully it'll well you asked some very good questions there and there are a few that I, I do feel like following up a little bit on uh, how do you feel that your relationship with Fortec evolved throughout the the year? It's obviously been very strange. And how does it relate to your relationship with, with previous teams such as Richardson? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've got the two teams there, very, very family-oriented. Family you know, Richardson's have, um, it, it's all family-oriented. It's run by the family. And, um, you know, the, Richardson's mum does all the admin and, um, you know, the team boss is the principal and he's very good at you know going in the clerk's office and with the judicial's book and everything and it's very it's very very similar actually that is two aspects that are very similar between Fortec and Richardson's is that um, you know we've got that sort of family feel of you know Fortec is known as this such massive team um, but since they've scaled down you know I know everyone in there and everyone's happy to help each other out and it, it's very similar for, you know team to team there because in a way they are small scale teams at the moment but um, with everyone scaling back up, you know, you start to get that more commercial feel. But at the end of the day, I think that's what breeds success. Mm -hmm. uh, and do you think that Fortec is a team that you want to continue a relationship with going into 2021, possibly in British Formula 3? For sure. Yeah, I mean, um, the Duttons are awesome. Uh, yeah, I get on so well with them both. And, um, you know, there's such a massive name in the paddock. I think everyone knows, you know, head of the BRDC, um, you know, was it CEO of Autosport? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a well-known name and um, to be in with these guys is uh, is really helpful for my for my future. And um, if I can win with these guys, hopefully they can help me progress more in the future. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about the, the 2020 season, specifically on your your title rivals because you were pushed right to the right to the wire um obviously it wasn't just um 
yourself and Zach that are in the the title fight going going to Brands Hatch as well. So, can you speak a little bit about the, the strengths and weaknesses of of your particular title rivals that you came across and how you're able to to overcome uh, the, these uh, these drivers who are also set to go on to to good things? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously it was a very very tight year this year. Um, with the extra testing, it just meant that coming into it, everyone was at a much higher level. Um, second year wasn't such a big advantage but um, yeah I mean around the technical tracks we really seemed to excel and that, that's what eventually helped us out but you know I think Casper did a brilliant job at, at Thruxton and Zach at Silverstone so um, you know we all had our we all had our tracks um, but fortunately there's a few more technical tracks in the calendar than there is on than there is you know ones that are more prone to overtaking. Was there one that particularly stood out or, or was it Brands Hatch, which we've already spoken about at, at great length? I mean, of course, Brands Hatch stood out. It's the, it's the place where we won it. But um, like I said earlier, it's just that Alton Park weekend was absolutely insane. Yeah, doing the Triple Crown there for the first time was um, it was really, really special at home. Um, and that's uh, unfortunately it's recently taken over my uh it was my best day until i won the <laughs> until the day that i won the championship so that that's recently taken over the best day of my life so um yeah the two two really really special days stick in my memory mm-hmm. uh, and how do you plan to to wind down obviously we're in the the winter months now um as you say you've got testing coming up but are you going to be able to, to actually, you know, relax, spend a bit of time with friends and family, possibly depending on, on lockdowns and, and so forth? Or are you just like going straight into, into 2021 mindset at this point? I mean, I've got to try and relax a little bit. You know, I, as I'm sat here, I'm, I'm sat on my sim. Um, I've been doing a little bit of time on that again. Um, I saw British F4 tweeting, you know, to comments on Facebook about the um, British F4i trophy coming back up and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, all these sort of esports series and new opportunities will be coming up throughout the winter. So uh, I'm sure I can get my teeth into that. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got to try and relax in terms of, you know, my family and stuff. We've, uh, it's been you know, a lot of stress this year and um, just sort of enjoying, rejoice, uh, you know, get back to full fighting form for next year. Because we've got to go and uh, we're all starting at a level playing field again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does segue brilliantly into into the the final topic really that I want to do want to talk about, and that is esports and, and, and sim racing. Because I spot, I think it was uh, VCO that you were participating in in yesterday against drivers such as Max Verstappen, uh, Roman Grosjean, and, and loads of other uh, high quality uh, professional racing drivers. So, what's it like to to race against some of these big names in these in these particular championships? It's awesome, you know. I'm I'm so lucky to be in it to start off with, but um, I'm just learning so much off these guys. You know, you you just see the way they drive and just driving skill style and technique and the way they approach overtaking someone. Um, you know, I've got a hell of a lot to learn from these guys, and um, it just fast tracks my progress when I can race against Max Verstappen and uh, you know. I mean, the amount of names in that field, you know, you can say any one of them and it's it's, um, it's pretty special. And yeah, it just means that I can sort of use these techniques that have been raced against these brilliant guys. And so, sometimes I use it on me. Um, I'll be able to use that in the future on uh, some unsuspecting victim, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 
I've very, I, I'm a sim racer, well, a former sim racer myself with very, very little success, uh, if you will. But there, are, there is some overlap with, with drivers that we've raced against in the past at various levels. Um, but I won't delve into that too much. Um, but you're, you're also part of uh, Team Fordzilla. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the involvement that, that that's had in your racing career? Or is that something that you would like to have more involvement in your racing career going forward? Yeah, I mean Ford have been brilliant. Um overall, you know, I've got um I got invited onto the Team Fordzilla program and they've, you know, helped coach me um in the sim racing world and so what championships to do and um they've really sort of put my name on the map in, in terms of that and you know, getting paid to drive in the simulator was just a totally new aspect for me that I hadn't really taken into account. Um so yeah, to sort of be pro on the sim now is just absolutely awesome. And um yeah, so a big thanks to them guys. But the whole team's just awesome. Um, I could do maybe learning to speak Spanish, but other than that, I'm uh, yeah, we're doing good. I'm I'm sure that there are there are courses out there where you can you can learn Spanish. Uh, if any of them want to sponsor the Formula Scout podcast, then that'd be great. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I digress. Um, I think that's pretty much everything that that we've got. Unless Bethany has got anything else to to add to that, really. Just want to know been in a Toka paddock for four years now how weird has this year been without all the crowds without me being there annoying you and everything else it's been strange it really has um uh, not at all on the side of you annoying me <laughs> it's been a uh, no it's it's been really really strange it's been it's been yeah it's been a bit sad not having all the teams there to or the crowds there to support Weebs. it's it makes it sort of extra special when you win a race or I remember my, you know, my first race winning juniors at Brands and um, Brands and Dean, it just felt so special. You come past the grandstands and you, know, you got your fist out of the car and everyone's screaming and you can actually hear the clapping, which is just, um, which is a surreal feeling. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we've missed out on that this year, but it, you know, it means the support's ever greater online and that um, boosts the TV figures, which, which helps us in other ways. Fingers crossed we're all back there soon enough. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think the last thing that I, I want to add really well to follow up on that is what, what will it be like being in a, in a different environment next year, assuming that you do end up on a, uh, outside of the, of, of the Tucker package. Um, Cause we, well, we don't know where, where you'll be exactly yet, but you might be on the British GT bill. You might be uh, continental Europe. Uh, they're, they're all very different um, atmospheres to the, to the Tucker package. Yeah, I'm gonna miss the familiar faces. You know, I um, I walk in the paddock and I know everyone. You know, it's um, it's gonna be sad not having that that atmosphere again, where I can, you know, every sort of little alley that I walk down, I meet someone, give someone a fist pump, and, and you know, they say good luck or whatever. It's um, yeah, I'm gonna miss that for sure. But um, you know, I think that's just naturally the part of life. Moving on and um, taking on new challenges is is the exciting part. If we, if we stay there forever, it's um you don't get to experience the truly great things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll be really, really thankful to everyone that's helped me, you know, throughout the four years that I've been in the Toka. And um, I think I'm just really, really excited to see where we go next. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a, a great place to end it. So, so thanks for joining, uh, Luke, and best of luck in, really the, in the tests coming up. And, and we'll, we'll see you, probably see you on the grid next year somewhere. Thank you very much. Yeah, it should be uh, exciting. I've really enjoyed it.